You're listening to Soul Friend Radio. I'm your host, Gaia Woods. How long should I wait to call her? What's the best way to end a casual relationship? How can I tell the person I'm dating that I'm sexually inexperienced? What to do if you're a sexually submissive type married to another sexually inexperienced? Should I break up? Is it okay to flirt with your ex's How do I tell my neighbors that they're having loud How many hours or days of no response is considered ghosting? Stars of Easy Tunes. Yeah, yeah, totally. um, good, good cadence on there. Yeah, good cadence. Okay, but you sound good. I can hear you. I'm sorry you don't have headphones, but I will do okay. my best to monitor. Okay, so I did a couple of episodes with, I did one episode with Mistress Isabella Sinclair, who's a professional dominatrix in the field. Such a great episode. If anyone um, is interested in that subject, she is just a wealth of knowledge. Such an interesting person. She's kind of like one of the most famous dominatrixes because she's really been at it for so long and has really branded herself in that world as yeah. the person. So after that show, I've got a lot of people in that community really listening and kind of reaching out to me and kind of just talking to me. Mm-hmm. And... So, as a result of that, I've been talking to this uh, lifestyle slave, and I asked their permission to do an interview, which they were open to, but they wanted to remain anonymous and private in terms of their voice and in terms of sure. you know, coming on the show. Totally fair. Yeah, totally fair. So, James has agreed to kindly read some of the answers to some of the questions yeah. that I posed to this person. So, 
are you going to read it? Are you going to read it with like a, a uh, button? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jay Lee Lewis, like, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> a lot of that. Um, no, I'm just going to read it. Because okay. I don't want him to listen to be like, what's <laughs> on this asshole? <laughs> Why does he think I sound like this? Totally. We'll do that later in the show, and then if anyone is listening, so the reason that it's going to be kind of a part one or part two is that we had not a ton of time to prep for the interview, so we've got kind of a part of it, but I had so many questions for this person, and um, because it is a a written interview, it took us longer kind of to go back and forth, which I didn't really think of. All the interviews I've ever done on the show have always been just live and just asking questions and on the spot, yeah. So it was kind of a learning curve for me as well to kind of understand that. Yeah. And also to be covered all the bases, give him a fair shake at things. Everything he wanted to say. Everything he wanted to say. Yeah, totally. So um, so it's going to be a little bit of a short interview, and then we should have a follow-up part two of this interview coming soon, probably on the next episode, so it'll probably also be a shorter one as well. I know. I'm so excited. So that's happening. And then if anyone is listening live, you can text us questions. I kind of haven't really asked James until right now if yeah. you want to do that. No, no. <laughs> I, kind of I want to do that. And now yeah. you're going to just answer questions. I mean, <laughs> but that's the thing is I haven't really yeah. put out a lot of feelers about yeah. asking for questions, so we probably will just like yeah, to talk about our love lives. We're, we're figuring out. It's a Friday. This it's is live. It's a Friday. It's also a good learning curve for me because I have a lot of my plate right now with work, and I haven't been able to devote a lot of time to this show, which is also for anyone listening who wants to kind of help support me in any kind of way, shape, or capacity. I'm realizing that I have limits of what I can do in terms of my time. <laughs> I mean, realizing that. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking to get some support and maybe, like, find a producer, actually, like, someone else to just help me with the show because yeah. I just I can't. Those emails these days, it takes me sometimes days to respond to emails, Work. which is yeah, same ridiculous. Yeah. That's not something that... Well, sometimes I'll even read them and be like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I replied, but no, I'm not at all. Yeah, totally. So, if anyone has a lot of questions, please send them to us. The number, if you want to call in live, is 213-5400. Or if you want to DM me, my Instagram is soulfriendradio. You can also text in to that number. So if you want to text in instead of calling in, you can text into that same 213-5400. Okay. So should we also introduce you a little bit in terms of what you do and who you are, James, and whatever, uh, whatever you want to say this yeah. morning? How are you? What's I'm good. I'm good. good. Um, yeah. Friday. That's neat. Nice. Um, like yeah, yeah, it's probably been around whenever you had your last show. Really? Yeah. If, if, not, if not before that, because I was kind of traveling and stuff. Yeah. Oh, where'd you go? I was in Portland for a bit, yeah. some other places. And yeah, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. Portland was fun. Was it? Yeah, I went. It's like it's, it's it's my hometown. Portland, I Oregon. That. Yeah, I was born there. I was born here. Yeah, no, I, I was born in Portland, Oregon, and they have like the highest strip club per capita. Oh wow! And I went to this freaky place called. Take advantage of the. Yeah, Diablo's Casa. Go there if you're ever in Portland. It's basically they do everything, and it's like crazy, crazy shows. Wow. <coughs> and it's a really good vegan restaurant, too. That's a strip club. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like I the most Portland thing I think I've ever Yeah. I had a vegan burger and stuff, so. Oh, my God. 
Are you clean enough for you? And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's fine. I'll stink from baby. Yeah, no, I don't know. I'll just hear, like, every time I, she sees me, I'm just wiping steak off my face. Wiping steak blood. Hey, girl. How's it going? Yeah. I'm doing good. Yeah. I, I used to be vegetarian. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that collapsed because yeah. it started with fish and then it just yeah. ended up eating, you know, humans. Yeah. <laughs> It's a hard thing to do and maintain. It is. It's so. very difficult. And then also, I feel like it's, I'm trying to do a better job of explaining, not explaining, but introducing my guests in terms of oh, yeah. what they do. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 you're a writer. I'm a writer. You're a writer. Yeah. Um, comedy too. Mostly comedy. Mostly comedy writer. Actually, I don't know why I said mostly. It's 100%. It's not. I've made no attempts at anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, sometimes I do stand up. I don't have anything scheduled yeah. yet. I'm still waiting for you to actually schedule stand up shows that I can come. I haven't, yeah, I haven't done stand up in longer than I've done a show. Really? So, like, yeah. probably sitting on like four or five months. I haven't, oh, wow. I haven't done it. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Yeah. That's a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. Well, should we start with this interview and then yeah. do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really short, like I said, but it's a great start. Yeah. And, and I was also just really happy that I got such a positive. People really loved the shows that I did. And well, yeah. yes, I did the show with Mr. Sozal Sinclair, which if you go to my podcast on iTunes, you can just look at all the shows. And yeah. I don't know the exact number of that episode, but it was maybe a few months ago or so. Yeah, it was this year. Is this year? Was it this year? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I was because it's not, I'm not necessarily familiar with that community, and I'm always wanting to just make sure that I'm, you know, asking questions that are appropriate, sure. and I was really happy that this person did Yeah, I find it ironic that you put yeah. so much effort into, like, yeah. you know, giving, giving them, like, your time and being respectful, genuinely, and then you, you get, yeah. and then you get, yeah, and then you get me to read. <laughs> I just don't, I know I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> Introduction to BDSM. How old were you? And then James will read as a 
my first introduction to BDSM was when I was a child, and I recall cert- uh, reading certain comic books featuring strong female characters and found them extremely compelling. Women such as Batgirl, Catwoman, Wonder Woman, Supergirl, they were all depicted uh, battling their opponents and subduing them with intelligence, strength, uh, and, and cunning. <laughs> I have an indenial, uh, indelible memory of Batgirl. Dressed in her co- uh, costume, featuring knee-high stiletto boots, mm. uh, pinning down a criminal with her boot heel uh, as she awaited the police to take him into uh, custody. It was my first recollection. That's such a sexy. That's such, it's so BDSM when you think about it. It's so BDSM when you think about it. All of the superheroes, that's oh, basically yeah. all the cat faces, all the really tight, skin tight, everything, completely in control. Tying people up. Literally whipping them as a part of their punishment. punishment, yeah. It was my first recollection of being fascinated with BDSM, although at the time I had absolutely no idea what it was. I was four years old at the time. That's so young. That's me. Really, I don't so really even have a concept of yeah. any kind of like, ooh, this, this is kind of doing something for me. Even just visually having a preference for something right. that you like at a certain age. That's yeah, really I was probably, I mean, I have to be like pretty old when I had my first like, oh, this is like definitely a sexual thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or at least like recognition of something sexual. Like at yeah. four years old, I didn't have much of that. Yeah, I don't think I even, I mean, I... Yeah, I can't even, I don't remember exactly when I had, like, sure. talk yeah. with my parents or things like that, but even, even when they didn't even talk, my parents were such hippies, though, they were just like, that's nice, that's don't awesome. forget the condoms when you go to that party, you're going to have sex, or somewhat like it was such a liberal, like, yeah, it's a bunch. <laughs> so open. Um, but yeah, I think even when I had the talk, I don't think I really totally even understood or felt connected to right. some sense of sexual desire or yeah. had ever masturbated or anything See, like that's that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. like, I won't say precautionary, but it's like, yeah. 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 Okay, so um, continuing on, so my second question for the slave is how long have you been serving people as a lifestyle slave? I started serving, that's in quotes, as a slave in my mind uh, when I was dating at 16 years old. Um, I would treat early girlfriends uh, as goddesses in my mind. I would, that's, that's very, that's very teenager Yeah. And I, I would say that, I would say like most people do that. Like they idealize. Yeah, putting their girlfriend and boyfriend kind of on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm faded off pretty quick. <laughs> but, uh, um, I would ensure to do the typical gentlemanly things like opening doors, carrying books, offering them foot massages, etc. Uh, needless to say, I was successful um, as a date, but in my mind it went deeper as I was actually being their slave in secret. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first time I actually served uh, was in college. I was in a fraternity. And during our annual Halloween bash, uh, I noticed a beautiful woman dressed as a dominatrix. Of course, I asked her to dance and later on a date. Uh, on our second date, she confessed to me that the dominatrix costume was not truly a costume. She actually dominated men on the side and it was far easier uh, than waiting tables in a much more lucrative way to pay, uh, pay her way through college. We dated on and off. It has to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has to be. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we dated on and off for 
for some time, and it was my first introduction to personal servitude. I have confessed to her all of my feelings, which I thought were unique to me, uh, and was blissfully amazed at the large world of BDSM that existed outside of my conservative upbringing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's so much. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, there's so much to unpack. He got, let me just say, he got yeah. really lucky. Yeah, he really lucky. Like, by dating someone right off the bat in college, basically. Yeah, yeah. and also kind of seeing someone at a Halloween party dressed as a dom and yeah. then being attracted to that and then understanding, yeah. recognizing that yeah. it was their job that they were favoring. It's weird, but like most, I would say anything else, like to do something like this, like when he was 16 and he would just be, he in his mind would do the slave stuff, mm-hmm. but not have it open right. to the partner. Yeah. Like that must feel really great to yeah, the open. It's like, oh, geez, like we're both doing the same thing. Yeah. And also, she's more versed and can bring me into the community. Yeah, and kind of show him the way. Yeah, really. It seems like, yeah. like, especially from your last interview, was like it's a really open community. Yeah, definitely. Really positive. Like, yeah. They don't, they don't shame me about whatever. Totally. Well, yeah, and I think that seems, <laughs> like you said, like a really positive experience that this person had in terms of, at such a young age, kind of. Yeah. It's mean, sure painful to have to hide it right? if you're serving someone. Yeah, it was the opposite. And then he said, like, I have these desires and blah, blah, blah. And they're yeah. just like, what the fuck and are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would never be the right frame of mind ever again. Yeah, well, and you would think, I mean, I think that happens to people, no matter what it is, if it's about any type of preference or way to be in the world, if from a young age, you find that people don't accept you and they shame you for something, then you yeah. really just don't do that thing anymore. Right. So right. Seems, like, obviously, this is something that, you know, this person, if they've been serving people since yeah. they were 16, they've been doing it for a long time. This person's interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um... So, you're a cool guy. You are a cool guy. I don't remember. It's a guy, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and I think that's the other... I'm not sure. I asked a lot of questions about kind of the back and forth, uh, the interplay between kind of, um, I framed it in terms of masculine and feminine, mm-hmm. in terms of the power structure of right. control, but it's not necessarily, I don't mean to stereotype masculine as being in control and feminine as being, oh, I'm so weak and yeah. I have no power, but just that dynamic between right. men and women, but that's going to be I mean, the next part of it. Obviously, the there's like a big part of it where female domination is like, Is 
mentioned that you currently serve multiple masters. Um, and then the second part of that question is, how do you go about choosing someone to serve? So that's question that's number five. Number five. Um, I commenced my serving only one woman, um, serving only, I commenced by serving only one woman, uh, and that was my model. Uh, however, one woman I served asked me uh, if I would be okay uh, with being loaned out to her friends as both a symbol of my service to her and also uh, as a way of showing off the fact that she had a slave. I was a bit hesitant at first as, uh, as a foyer into uh, serving what I called vanilla women who were not in the BDSM scene uh, would entail. I have always been very protective of my BDSM involvement and feared being seen as a fringe person or ridiculed. I trusted my mistress and agreed. Uh, it was a wonderful experience as it opened, opened up a, uh, an entirely new world to me. Not all women were comfortable with having slaves serve them, and I learned a lot. The vast majority embraced the experience and were very appreciative, uh, which helped with my constant struggle of accepting my desire to be submissive. That's nice. Yeah. What a leap. Nice. And then, what a this, yeah, I mean, to, to just go from one to multiple, to multiple yeah. people yeah. that you're serving right. and well, still come out pretty unscathed, yeah. you know, like not being ridiculed or considered mm-hmm. fringe. Yeah, well, and I wonder, yeah, what the, yeah, what the vanilla women that... Right, yeah. Okay, so it sounds like what he's it's saying is that, yeah, some quotes, um, maybe that's just because of the language of people who are in kink is vanilla, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, it sounds interesting that, that he had one slave and then as a part of what she wanted from him was to help her friends in whatever ways they need, which is so interesting. And yeah, it's kind of a leap of faith, though, because you're basically kind of putting yourself out there in a community that doesn't really have any familiarity with that. That's yeah. really vulnerable. And then uh, part two. Oh, yeah, part two, which the question was, um, how do you go about choosing someone to serve? I select the women that I would want to serve based on many qualities. I find myself being drawn to serve women that are admirable, um, intelligent, open-minded, and even though this sounds conflictive, uh, I enjoy serving a woman uh, that is genuinely kind and good-hearted. You can have a dominant streak. I love that. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I guess everyone has a type, right? And that's so nice. Yeah. Like, it, it goes back to the superhero thing. Yeah. Kind, good-hearted, intelligent, open-minded. Right. A little bit When they put on the costume. Yeah. You know. Well, and I think that's an interesting question for me because, you know, underneath my question of how do you go about choosing someone to serve is this idea of kind of does it matter if the person's a jerk or yeah. kind of mistreat, mistreat people in their everyday life or it's just kind of egotistical right. or whatever. Or, yeah, does it really matter that you, that he has to really kind of like the person, and then that kind of maybe motivates him to want to right. serve. So that was kind of underlying my question: is like, does it even matter, or do you get the same amount of pleasure from serving someone who, yeah, you know, is just a person in the world who wants to have a slave? And he's, yeah, maybe he's like doing, he's doing like good in his own yeah role totally. for people that mm-hmm. he sees as good and deserving. Right, like that's 
really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Well, it's kind interesting of interesting to say those things. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely interesting. But I mean, it's it's the same idea of if someone's nice to you, mm-hmm. you know, at a grocery store. Yeah. And, you know, just but it's not even you want to be nice. Right. Right. You know? It's not even like a moral dessert. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's just like altruism kind right. of thing, but on like a, a sc- obviously scaled different. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a little different than grocery store guy. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings us to our last question for now. This is part one of part two, mm-hmm. which is, does each master always decide what kind of tasks you do, you will do to serve her? And, uh, yeah, that is number six. I realize many slaves are only drawn to women who will cater to their whims and fetishes. I actually find it most fulfilling uh, when serving to perform the tasks and chores that make the woman uh, that I'm serving life's easier or more enjoyable. Uh, if I'm ab- if I'm doing anything to make her smile and remove unwelcome tasks in her daily routine, then I'm being successful as a slave. So to answer the question, uh, the mistress decides my service. Yeah. Okay. Which is really cool. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. I'd <laughs> like I'm, I'm thinking about this, and it's just like the 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 line of if I'm doing anything to make her smile or remove um, unwelcome tasks in her daily routine, mm-hmm. like it's sort of like those. I don't know. It's like it's, I don't, it's, it's sort of like, like it's yeah. Like whatever they need. And also, it's way. sort of back to that. Like the only way I've ever felt that way about another human being is when I'm dating them. Mm-hmm. Like. But this one is just like in daily routine and stuff. Right. It's really interesting. Yeah. In a good way. Like, I think this person is very, very interesting. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that I skipped over this question. Mm -hmm. I think I did. Tell me if we've already done this one, but I don't think I have. Number four, can you tell me some of the things that you do as a slave? A basic rundown of sorts. We didn't do that one, did we? No, we didn't skip it. Okay, yeah, because this is a really good one. Okay, so going, well, do you have any other comments about number six? No, that's, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, yeah, I think it's interesting to, again, just to give up your preference for kind of, yeah, what types of things you do, because it kind of, it doesn't matter because that's the exchange, it's your right. dominated, so if someone wants you to do something that they really don't want to do, mm-hmm. then that might make it even more enjoyable for Sure. To want to do it because it's that thing that his mistress or master, you know, yeah. really doesn't want to do. Yeah. So, fascinating. So, here's the things that. Oh, yeah. So, the, the things that he does. So, uh, this question is Can you tell me some of the things that you do as a slave? A basic rundown of sorts. I've been serving in the lifestyle for many years now and have served a variety of women uh, from many different facets of life. The chores have been as different as the women themselves and their needs and whims. Uh, I have performed functions of a domestic household slave, which includes scrubbing toilets, doing laundry, cleaning the house, yard work, maintaining pools, uh, tune-ups on cars, changing the oil, washing, waxing, detailing cars, etc. Okay. Yeah. I don't even do that for my own fare. Oh, that's cool. It's just like a really nice car, so I have to take good care 
wipe it down with my sleeves. Like, sometimes I should. You should. It looks so nice. I just think it's a place of. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've run errands, moved, moved their residences. children and pets, acted as security if they were seeing new clients, cool. driven them to doctor's appointments, uh, prepared their meals, and have been loaned out to their friends and family mm-hmm. to do their chores and errands as well. It really depends on the mistress's needs. Ah, I love it. Wow. I love all of it. Also, it helps if you're like a, here's the thing. Yeah. If I was in this position, I would, yeah. I would do, I would try to do all this, and I would yeah. miserably fail. Like I'm not, your own preferences I'm not good at babysitting children. I'm good mm-hmm. at babysitting pets. Yeah. I'm not good at That's moving. Good my back is shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah moving is very hard. It's stressful. Yeah, and, no. and and handyman, good luck. Yeah. I I could do something. You do something. But yeah. by no means. Considered a handy man. Well, I'm sure there's probably boundaries of what you're capable of. Right. I'm sure. It's he, but he, he has such a he has such a wide variety. Right? I know. Like I haven't done I haven't done a lot of these things ever. Neither have I. I've never changed my oil. I I've never changed my oil. I know how. My dad taught me it was. Really? Um, I've never really been a handy person. I've hung I'm not, I'm I've hung handy. pictures. Yeah. That's about. I'm a stud. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs>
Thank you so much, James, for reading all that. You did a great job. It's hard to read in someone else's cadence and with their words and all that. Yeah, I'm wondering if he, he, like, has, like, a thank you thing. Like, like, after, let's say, like, he was my slave and I was just like, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, wax my car or something. And then then he does it. Do I say, thanks, man. Or, like, good job. I think it depends on what you want. Or just thumbs up. Why do you like it on radio? (laughs) 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 I think it depends, and I I think I've talked about this with them. Um, Yeah, because my impression is that it really, that he doesn't have a say. I mean, he has a say in terms of what I understand of if there's things, which is actually yeah. another one of my questions later in the interview, which is if there's anything you've ever said no to that you weren't comfortable and how do you negotiate those boundaries? Right. Because yeah. obviously he's still a human being and may not be comfortable doing certain things. Sure. Yeah. Um, but in terms of my understanding, it's really just whatever his mistress wants or his, uh, you know, yeah. whatever he's serving wants. So if they feel comfortable saying thank you, then I would assume that they would. But, yeah. they, but if they don't want to, they want to ignore him or humiliate him or things like that, then that's also my understanding of some of what yeah. that involves. Right, right. Keep it up. I know, right? Do what you love. Really do what you love. Most people don't do what they love. I know. And it's, it's it sounds like he really loves it. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> you don't find a new one. Find a new hobby. But it obviously sounds like he, he thoroughly enjoys this. Yeah, I and think so. And, like, when's the last time you anyone had that much dedication to doing what they loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that you just met on the street. I can't think of one. Definitely. Well, I mean, even if it was doing something that's not... I mean, I suppose it is serving a purpose of him feeling fulfilled in the experience of the right. exchange of being dominated, and that's something that he talked about, having that desire. Yeah. So he is... I mean, he's not here, so we can't double-check with him, but right. from my understanding of what he shared... He is letting something out of this that is rewarding right. for him, yeah. but it's not in the same way as more of a balanced power dynamic sure. in, her, in the master slave. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, it's the one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but maybe, but it's not a raw end. Do you get the choice? That's not. Yeah. 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 If, if yeah. that's the thing, if it's a choice, then. And all the agency just works through your, the person that you're serving. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Fascinating. So to be continued with the rest of this interview, and again, thank you so much, um, Slave, for participating and for sharing these thoughts. I really appreciate it, and I hope that the listeners enjoyed hearing a little bit about you and your life and kind of a part of what you do as a slave. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. I really enjoy it. Gee, thanks. Gee, thanks. Um, We have a few minutes. Yeah. Let me check. Since I didn't really advertise it that we have any questions, but let's see. Um, No new questions as of yet. So, James. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm an open book. Are you still on that? I'm, I'm on Tinder. Tinder, okay. Uh, and the only reason I'm on Tinder is because I met one person. Mm-hmm. And on Tinder? Yeah, and she lives far away. 
How far away? Like a different zip code? Like a different country. Same continent, different country. And uh, I, I recently, just a few days ago, like I was going to delete it, and I rarely go on it, but then I got like a notification, and that's rare. Yeah, because I don't really do anything on there. And then, um, I, I think I agreed to be pen pals. How do you feel about that? I really like it. The culture is gone. Yeah, it's just like long distance. Plus, if it's not even in the United States, then that's kind of the definition of unavoidant. Yeah, like type of type of relationship. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. I think I found out the balance, man. Yeah. Just have her live somewhere. Yeah, just have her live far. And you're gonna basically be on the honeymoon phase for your whole relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't really know how awful anyone is until you're, you like, sitting. You may never. Because you may never, probably not. A short amount of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting, though. How many times have you seen this person? Never. Oh, you've never met them? No. Oh, for some reason, I just assumed that you had met them, like, maybe when they were in town or something. No, no. And here's the thing. We don't even know where we match. Because when I was traveling, she did traveling as well. In like different cities and stuff. So you were maybe in the same city and then matched in yeah, that city. We have no idea which one. That's so funny. Yeah, so. Does it tell you the date that you matched? Can you track it down? It, does, it does say that, but no. Um, because I thought that was LA, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then. She said, she said, like, no, I haven't been in L.A. since, like, May. Mm-hmm. And we matched, like, a few days ago. But I wasn't out of town a few days ago. I so we don't really know, know what's happening there. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. could have been Portland, could have been New York, could have been L.A. Okay, so here's a question. Would you move to another place to be with someone? Would you move to this person's country with a woman? Rom- yeah. Romantically, to be with someone, would I move to a different country? Would you move? It depends. Like how much is country? I would more the person yeah. than the country. I feel like most people here's the thing, everyone's living in a country. Yeah. They always make they always find a way to, yeah. to, to, to make a living and stuff. And um You wouldn't be worried about moving someone and then somewhere yeah. in yeah, and, and also like my family moved constantly when we were young, so it's not it's not like a, oh, really? it's not as traumatic as somebody who just lived in one place their whole life. Yeah. Um, with that said, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and the reason I asked is because I had also a long distance kind of flirtatious relationship with someone for kind of a long time. We're yeah. kind of like talking a lot online for a while. Okay. I mean, yeah. we're in, like another Typically, though, I don't know because because I don't I, I there's no one that I can imagine being with super long and just giving up my life here yeah. and like my job and stuff. Yeah, and being in like entertainment industry, it's yeah. always pretty valuable. Like a hard thing, I think, as you get older. Just as I get older, I'm so much more set in my routines. So yeah, my work is in LA. Right. There's no way. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> 
I went to LA, I decided that I didn't want to leave for a long time, and that I actually, because I've lived so many places, yeah, and yeah. I'm tired of the rebuild. I love moving to new places, but sure. I was at a point in my life where I didn't want to continue to No, yeah. I think I'm kind of on the fence now, like, yeah. where I can't really lateral anymore in terms of job. Like, yeah. I'm pretty, you know, like, sort of uh, shift and uh, move to a different uh, area of focus mm-hmm. or field. I'm pretty, stu- yeah, I'm pretty stuck. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty stuck. Yeah. Um, but that said, you, need, you know, you never know what's, what's going to happen in life. So. so you have an online girlfriend right now. I want to say like a pen pal, like, like a pen pal. Yeah. That's just someone you write to. That's someone I write to. Do you guys find sexy photos? No. I that would entail. Well, Is that she. Too no, 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 no. I feel like she. <laughs> she has the ability to send sexy photos, and I do not. What do you mean? I cannot reciprocate whatever she will give to me. I will not make it. Sex. I don't. There's no way I can. You're like not into like sending like big pics or something. Like no, that. not at all. And also, I think that's maybe good. I, I think that's like a, I'm not gonna change that. Yeah. <laughs> no. And also, unless they ask for it, I think that's different. If, if they ask for it, then it's like yeah. What is, it, what is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, if someone asked for it. No, even I guess I'm mostly also speaking for women. Maybe. Right. Maybe gay men, like, that's more of a thing where. Yeah, I've seen friends. Like, you've seen friends. You've seen friends. just dick pics. All dick pics. My friend showed me his grinder profile and stuff, and um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, there's no there's yeah. no workaround, there's no BS. It's just like. A lot of people. So, penis pictures, and it's just like, oh, wow, that's intense. Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> I just don't like seeing people's genitals at all, I guess. Yeah. So that's not happening for you, honestly. No. Yeah. And also, I feel bad. Because if she would, here's the thing, if she, if she just wanted to send it out of the kindness of her heart, expecting nothing in return. Yeah. Cool. Cool. If she expects something in return, I will stop her. <laughs> yeah. Saying like, "Hey, I'm not there's no way I can make myself sexy. <laughs> there's no lighting good enough." <laughs> your body part that you would send someone. No, it doesn't have to be anything. Like, 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 you send them a photo of like your shoulder or like. I like the shoulder. Yeah. With, yeah. I like the shoulder with like a strap over the shoulder, like bowing up the shoulder. Yeah. Um, oh of like a tank top. Gently, I like. Gently bowing. Yeah. Did you just work out, or were you? That's it. Just strenuous. I don't even know what I would do. See, because I just make jokes out of it because mm-hmm. I, I get like uncomfortable with like being sexy. Yeah. There's no. I've had two women say like that's sexy James, and it's, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's sarcasm, but I can't prove it. Well, it's also a funny thing to say that to say to someone that that's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need like like yeah. feedback. Yeah. On what I'm doing right and wrong. But saying, like, that's sexy, it's like, oh, that already killed the feedback. I don't even want this anymore. Like, God. I've never been, like, a sexual person. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. I don't really. I'm hoping (laughs) that I. Yeah, but I'm pretty late in the game for that. Like, that should have been teenage years. And, um. 
things really changed. Yeah, well, everybody's got their own. Yeah, their own deal. I usually, um, I don't like people, like, staying over sexually or not. Well, sex or just, like, generally? Both. <laughs> Except, like, a few friends. Like, I don't like well, friends and stuff. You know? Yeah. Very close. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, but I feel really bad. Like, if people out. Yeah, that's, yeah. like, a really nasty thing I do. Like, that's genuinely shitty. Has anyone ever been really hurt by that? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the worst part was, well, I communicate, like, I'm typically very good about communicating how I'm not comfortable sleeping next to anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a good sleeper. Mm-hmm. I drool a lot. Yeah. Um, you sleep on your back or on your side? I sleep in a ball. In a ball on your side. Like a sort of like a fetal position. No, not on my side. Like down. Like down. Like I'm cowering from a grenade or something. No. It's just since I was my kid. You're preparing for the earthquake already. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I should tell people um, that I work with uh, someone whose mother is a famous psychic, apparently. Oh, cool. And we were working together the other day, and we started. Texting his mother all sorts of predictive questions. Apparently, according to Psychic Shirley, which she's on Instagram, um, the next big earthquake is going to be in August of 2019. I'll be dead. Psychic prediction. We'll see if it happens. Are we taking like Deadpool bets on that? I'm going to say that the next earthquake is going to be, Deadpool. what did you say? Like a Deadpool. Like, How like many people one, will die? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> what is today? Friday, on on October 26th right now. Yeah. I'm going to say Halloween at 3.56 a.m. There's going to be an earthquake. It's scary when you get specific about it. <laughs> or it's yeah. just like, and also that's the worst time because who wants to die in their pajamas. In their pajamas. Oh, at 3.56. Yeah. I guess you're at a Halloween party. That's true. It's Halloween. 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 Yeah. I would like to die in a Halloween costume. I do not want to die in my pajamas. Yeah. I don't want to die. That's weird. I don't want to die barefoot. Why not? I don't know. It implies, like, they got me while my pants were down. And <laughs> you know, like, I wasn't prepared. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. Like, at least I wanted a fair shake. Yeah. At running away from, you can't run away from that. Yeah, right, no, you can't. No. Yeah. Well, we're very off topic of love and sex and sex. Which is fun. I'm trying to hear if there's anything else as we have another few minutes to talk about. I want to talk about love, sex, and dating in a relationship. Um, mostly, yeah, I think I'm just going to say again that I would love it if I could. I mean, basically, where I'm at with this show is yeah. that. I love doing this show so much. I have yeah. so much fun doing this show. I love getting to know other people yeah. and doing interviews and, you know, giving my advice, you know, quote-unquote advice. I, lo- I love listening, yeah. yeah. Um, but I really have kind of reached my capacity of having enough time to really sure. make a show out of it. As yeah. I'm just kind of showing up and, like, waiting for people to send me questions. But even that, usually I have to kind of put out a lot of... Yeah, and like ask people for questions and things like that. So, just putting it out into the universe that as I continue to kind of build and ask for 
for support and maybe like pitch the show to other places where I could maybe have it be a podcast and not just a radio show and a podcast and have a little bit more production support. Um, but I'm hoping that that will kind of help it continue in a, in a bigger scale. So yeah. anyway, just saying that out loud in case anyone's listening and they want to either assist me by doing any type of anything that I need or if you're listening and you happen to have a giant company that produces podcasts, then hit me up. I'm right here. Hit me up. Hit me up. What else? Oh, I had a funny breakthrough about, like, communication and relationships, which I oh, think yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, so I realized that, okay, so have you ever gotten into a fight and you recognize, and you realize that you're not really able to come up with a solution to the fight in terms of, like, with a partner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And result, like just had a conversation result in something changing for the positive. 
Especially with like flying a plane mm-hmm. and when when smooth sailing and smooth flying and whatever, mm-hmm. and then when there's a fight, it's like oh we're diving mm-hmm. and we're about to hit that point of like we're not coming back from this. Right. Yeah. So I'm really freaking out. Yeah. And usually the partner is just like there, like you know. Falling with you. Yeah, exactly. Like we're yeah. both getting frantic and panicking <laughs> way yeah. more, and yeah, it's not. Not productive. Yeah, it's not productive. Not productive at all. Yeah. I shouldn't be in a relationship. That's what I just <laughs> I just came up with that. Oh, yeah. That seems pretty obvious. Oh, man. It took me so long to go through so many bad relationships. Yeah. One, I feel so happy. I'm happy sharing that, like, it, yeah, you it, have to go through so many. Yeah. And it's a learning experience, and I think that. In each relationship, yeah, you really learn what works and what doesn't. And, what and you're listening several dozen. Several dozen. And the person you're with might not even be. <laughs> <laughs> it might suck. I don't know. Yeah. So. I'm also but older than you, so don't worry. That's true. Time. I have time. I have time to go through some more battles. I got, I got one more year before the earthquake. Yeah, one more year. <laughs> if I had, if I had a relationship today, I wouldn't even have a one-year anniversary. Oh, yeah. Because I died in August. You should just celebrate six months. Or six like, months. Yeah. And, and then maybe and then like ten ten lives. Lives. <laughs> 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 Come on. I'm taking a second. Hey, Jim, you to I got a thing in August. <laughs> I got a thing in, in August. I can't do it. But, like, I got to just hunker down. That's what makes me nervous when it's so specific. I know. A month is pretty specific. It's really specific. Yeah. Have you ever been to a psychic? No, I've never been to one. I've never, I've never, ever since I was a kid, I never believed in stuff. Unless I saw it, like, I, I was a really cynical kid. Like, I just didn't. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Like, uh, ghosts and stuff, like, the movies and stuff would scare me, but it's because it's mm-hmm. popping out at you. Right, yeah. And, but... When I hit like ten, I just didn't believe in anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a really quiet, like kind of sad kid. But like, <laughs> where everyone would be like, "Ooh, you hear about the there's this bayou that I used to live by in Houston, mm-hmm. and then everyone said that it was haunted." Oh, really? And it was, yeah, it was like um, the Lady of the Bayou or something. Mm-hmm. It was like this old kind of neighborhoody folksy thing, and yeah, and they would be like. You would, I lived right by the bayou. Mm-hmm. I mean, like two two blocks away in the suburbs. Yeah. And like, oh, James, like they're gonna get you. She's gonna get you. And I was like, okay, okay. 
This is white. I was in PE class, Houston, Texas. I was in an elevator in Tokyo, and a Russian woman told me that. That's so cool. questions, and I was like, I know what terrorism is, like, it's not, November 9th at 11 a.m. 
these things to grow the show. So if you like the show, please rate and review it and subscribe. I think that's it. Yeah. Sex questions? Love questions? Send me your submissions either as a text or voicemail to soulfriendradio at gmail.com. Please include your age and any information that you would like me to know about you. You can find more episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is recorded live at K-Chung Radio. Love you, K-Chung. Special thanks to my station manager, James Nelson. Thanks to 1,000 Birds. Our theme music is by Boombit. Thanks for listening to Soul Friend Radio.